Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Dr. Susan R. Burns, President of College of Mount St. Vincent. Welcome. Thank you so much. So great to be here. Good morning. So let me read your bio. Dr. Susan R. Burns serves as the sixth president of the College of Mount St. Vincent, embodying a deep-seated commitment to the liberal arts and its inherent promise to provide access to an authentic, high-quality education to talented students of every background. Dr. Burns has dedicated herself to the common good, Vincentian service, and the Catholic intellectual tradition. An extraordinarily effective and collaborative leader, Dr. Burns came to the College of Mount St. Vincent from Clark University in Dubuque, Iowa, where she served as Vice President for Academic Affairs and Dean of Faculty. Prior to this position, Dr. Burns served as Associate Dean for Academic Affairs at Morningside College. At Morningside, she also taught psychology and statistics, holding the rank of full professor with tenure. A psychologist, Dr. Burns remains active in her field of study. Her career and scholarly engagements have involved collaboration with colleagues in other disciplines to engage students in research projects resulting in presentations at local, regional, and national conferences, as well as publication and professional outlets. A prominent advocate for student success and undergraduate research, she has sponsored student publications in the Sai Chi Journal and the Journal of Psychological Inquiry. Dr. Burns is widely published, authoring numerous articles and research papers for peer-reviewed journals, as well as several books and book chapters. She has also co-authored a textbook titled Human Relations for the Educator, Meeting the Challenges of Today and Tomorrow, now in a second edition, and she most recently authored a textbook titled Psychology of Sex and Gender, a text designed for courses in gender, gender issues, the psychology of women or men, and sex roles, as well as sociology and anthropology courses on diversity. The recipient of several academic and leadership awards, Dr. Burns was selected twice for the Morningside College Sharon Walker Faculty Excellence Award, received the American Association of University Women Iowa Chapter Distinguished Faculty Award, and was named the Omicron Delta Kappa Honor Society Faculty Person of the Year. She has also served on many community and professional organizations, including the Association for Psychological Science and the Society for the Teaching of Psychology. Welcome, Dr. Burns. I think this is a mic drop. After that bio, (laughs) I feel so much smarter than I did. That's a lot. Welcome. Thank you. It's so amazing to sit with you with so many accomplishments. And here you are at 505 for the Four Bronx Community Podcast. I love it. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Just really quick note, I am the product of the Sisters of Charity. I went to uh, school, Sister Rosemary who is a nun at, at on campus. Yes. She was my principal. Oh, fantastic. So we love that. And so we know that there's great good in you. There, in there is good. And, and, mili- and military, uh, <laughs> I mean, that woman had us like 
very militant. They they know how to run a tight they ship. They know how to run a tight <laughs> ship. Um, so shout out to Sister Rosemary and the nuns oh, at the convent. Love it. Love it so love welcome. It. Um, my first question, when did you become president of College of Mount St. Vincent? So I had the great gift of becoming the president of the Mount in January of 2021. And quick side story, I actually never stepped foot on campus before I accepted the president's position. Wow. Because my entire interview process was done via Zoom. It was during the pandemic and at first it started March in 2020 when I made the first round of interviews and the search consultant said, we're going to do this first round in, in a virtual form. I'm sure that we'll move quickly past this because, you know, we didn't even know it was a pandemic at that point. Eight months later, my predecessor graciously decided to stay one more semester so he could get the college students back on campus, which was brilliant and hard work on the team's part, but really important for our students. And after each of the interview interactions I had with the community, I would click end on the Zoom meeting and I would just feel like I am so called to be there. And I would tell my husband, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I am going to miss these people if it doesn't work out. And so we took a bit of a leap of faith and we're so happy. So you were in Iowa. I was in Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. And you just came to the Bronx. I just came to the Bronx. We're coming to College of Mount St. Vincent. (laughs) That's exactly right. Exactly right. Sight unseen. Amazing. And your husband is so nice and he's so supportive and he's a good guy. Yeah. He is the first first husband of the College of Mount St. Vincent as well. Wow, you're the first? No, I'm the second lay woman um, of the institution to lead the presidency, but um, they're that that woman was not married and so okay. my husband is the first first husband I've never met a first husband until now I didn't even know I had I met one you you have he's a fan by the way uh, <laughs> so um how was your first year and your first two years at Mount you know people look back at the pandemic and and really lament a lot of things um and understandably so there was such tragic loss really really tragic loss and at the same time it gave me the opportunity to really learn about the Mount community because typically when presidents start what they do right away is they start traveling getting to meet the community getting to be alums meeting donors and I couldn't travel in that first semester all I could do is really focus on the health and safety of our community and work very closely with my team and so that first spring semester we had again students on campus faculty on campus employees on campus and I really got to know the community and it was such a wonderful wonderful gift I would never wish for another pandemic, but it gave me the opportunity to learn more about the sisters, to learn more about the important role that they play in our, our history and our, our current traditions, but also to get to know this beautiful community that I am blessed to serve. And then after that first semester, we started to kind of get out there a little bit more to meet people in their places and spaces. And it was good that we kind of got to ease into that. But we also learned that we could do a lot of things virtually as well. So we did a ton of virtual alumni events and people who had not engaged with the college for some time or re-engaging with the college and so it was it was really good and so I felt guilty saying that things were really good the first year, but they they were really good because I had the space to learn, space to be with the community, and to be with them in a time that was really difficult. They needed a leader to come in and say, hey, it's okay, and you know we're gonna get through this, and everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, and I think that um, 
It was a big transition for the Mount as well. My predecessor, um, Dr. Charles Flynn Jr., who is an amazing person, had been at the Mount for 20 and a half years. And people were a little bit nervous because he had had such a, a great presidency and done a lot for the Mount. When he arrived in the early 2000s, things were really challenged at the Mount, and he transformed the institution. And here I come from Iowa, Dubuque, Iowa, <laughs> and people are like, what is this going to be? And is she going to stay here? And is she going to be happy? And is she going to be really understanding of our community and so people were a little bit nervous but again the extra time gave me the ability to reassure the community that I I'm all in it all I'm works all out doesn't it it like, does things it you worry about does. it's just everything happens for a reason and it just works out absolutely amen but I have to say like I have never um you're you're the president and you're so you have all these awards and you're so educated but you're so down to earth I've never met you know, before, like, oh, the president, you know, the president of the college is here. But you're so down to earth and you're so, like, welcoming and it's just amazing. We, we call that Iowa nice. Um, Iowa nice. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but also I think part of it is because of where I come from and my family roots. So my, my parents incredible people really incredible people my my dad grew up on a farm my mom grew up in a very small town they're just humble people my mother has since passed but very loving committed solid family unit and also in higher education I understand our community very deeply because I'm first generation college graduate so my father has some college no degree my mother did not go to college and I think there's something about understanding that you know, you may have lots of questions and it's okay. Understanding that people are just people. Right. And I think that's really important to me. And making myself accessible, making myself available and, and personal is really important. And it's funny, when I became president, my mother-in-law, whom I adore, said to me, well, do I have to call you president, Dr. Birds? I was like, <laughs> please, I'm Susan, come on. You right. know, this, is, this is me. And um, that's really important. And that's what our community needs. And that's what I try to offer. That's amazing. You carry your family values to your family at Mount. Uh, absolutely. So that's, that's amazing. So tell us about uh, Mount St. Vincent, the enrollment, campus life tradition. I went there for one semester. Yes. And I have You're to always say, welcome back. I, yes, I, I finished <laughs> at Berkeley, but I did go there for oh, one good. semester. Um, you know, I was waitressing, and let me tell you something, it's a long walk when you're oh. commuting with art projects, and, and oh, very much it's so. a long walk, it's um, a walk. but I loved Benedict's. Yes. I love the food yes, there. Yes, absolutely. I think the thing that stands out you know, I don't know if people know about Mount Stevenson or not. The campus is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. This I'm is completely what, biased, but yes, it's gorgeous. totally gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, and so just tell us a little bit about yeah. campus life and enrollment. Yeah, absolutely. So the Mount has been celebrating over 175 years since our founding, first as an academy for girls by the Sisters of Charity of New York, who are these, as you suggested, courageous, wonderfully smart and uh, talented women. And um, they started first, actually, in their academy in what was not yet Central Park in the McGowan Pass area. And then they needed to move and um, found this gorgeous property right on the Hudson River. It was owned by a British actor and he had built a castle. Yes, we have a castle on our campus. I love this. This <laughs> castle for his wife and good for the Mount, not necessarily good for him. Before they moved into the castle, there was an alleged affair uh -oh. on his wife's part. 
And so they decided that they were not going to stay. And so the sisters found this property, bought this property, and started building the mound. So we have this 70 acres right on the Hudson River in Riverdale and um, share this campus with the Sisters of Charity of New York. So they have their convent on the campus. They have some administrative buildings and some um, residence um, spaces on campus. And yet this beautiful community that is just idyllic, really idyllic. Um, and so often people will walk by um, carrying art projects or such, right. and, or they will drive by and have no idea that we're there. Um, and that makes me a little sad because it's such a beautiful space. So we've been there for, since 1857 um, is when we moved out to that space and really were founded first as an academy for girls, then moved to a women's college, and then um, became a, a really kind of open, embracing um, educational institution for serving those who are not served well by others is really the best way to describe it. And so for more than 175 years, we have served women, men, those who are not um, defining of their orientation and um, identity. And we've served undergraduates and graduates and adults and so many different kinds of learners that we still serve very well today. So enrollment is good at the Mount. It's really actually fantastic at the Mount. I, I was meeting with a group of individuals yesterday um, that from the Bronx Economic Development Corporation and telling them about the mountain. I said that, you know, there's so much doom and gloom in higher education right now because enrollments are down, finances are tough, and right. not a lot of schools have come out of the pandemic well. And the Mount has thrived. We've just done such great work. And I think part of it's because we lean into that mission and we leave in, lean into what mission the sisters have carried for more than 200 years, which is being attentive to the signs of the times. And so we ask the question, what does our community need? What do our learners need? And then we try to meet them when, where, and how they need us. So our total headcount right now is just around 3,000 students. Okay. And so um, we want to intentionally remain um, small in that we want to be able to have a good community feeling for our students. That's really across the generations of alums. That's really what they talk about, that community, um, that family feel right. of the Mount. On any given day on campus, um, you wouldn't see 3,000 students. You'd see probably around 1,400 or 1,450 undergraduate students. Um, about 55% of those students live on campus. We have a lot of commuters, but we have a lot of students who live on campus as well. And then you would see about another three to 400 graduate students on our campus as well. So we have graduate students in nursing and business and education. We started last fall, a year ago, the first registered physician's assistant program in the Bronx. Wow. So again, paying attention to the signs of the times, we know that there is a healthcare crisis right now and the Mount says, how can we meet that need? So we offer nursing, but we also the, offer the PA program too. And we entered 55 students in the cohort last fall semester, we'll welcome another 55 this coming fall semester and those those graduate students will do such great work in the community we also have students online some students who will hopefully step foot on campus but may never step foot on right. campus um, in both graduate and undergraduate programs and then we have this beautiful relationship with an orthodox jewish seminary in brooklyn where we are educating young women and undergraduate and graduate degree programs in a culturally sensitive way meeting learners when where and how they need us so we have we'll have close to a thousand young women um, in graduate and undergraduate programs in brooklyn um, that is so cool fall. i had no idea that's yeah. amazing yeah absolutely like you see like you know college mountain business has always been there but you don't know 
know these things. Yes, absolutely. And that's part of the reason why when I was interviewing, people kept saying, oh, we're such a hidden gem. We're such a hidden gem. And I, and I, I got it. I understood. And there's value to that. But we can't be the hidden gem. And so during my first all college day presentation to the employees, I said, we need to stop being the hidden gem on the Hudson. And we need to be known as the right place on the river for the beautiful work it. that we do in this beautiful space and beyond. And it kind of stuck. So we've got banners on campus, off campus that say right, right. place on the river. I love it. Because of the good work we're doing. Yeah, and it's just such a beautiful, like I keep going back to this because this campus is unbelievable. If you've never seen this campus, it's just like you could sit on the grass with a yes. book in nature in the middle of like, we're still in New York City, but it's like you don't feel like you're there. And yeah, it's just... absolutely. And for many of our students, like so of our, our undergraduate population, about 30, 35% of our students are from the Bronx. And and may have really never had that kind of space to live and learn in. And it is such a neat experience to see them just so kind of relaxed and um, enjoying this beautiful space right. that, that they get to have as their home. And right. it's really fantastic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just my, my mother graduated from Mount St. Vincent with her nursing degree. Yes. Mount St. Vincent is most well-known for their nursing program? Yes, yeah. So okay. um, we we haven't had nursing since the very beginning of the Mount, um, but we've had nursing for a long time, and we have such great reputation for nursing. And I think part of the reason why we do is because those nurses are not just trained as nurses. They're trained as individuals who care deeply about the person right. they're caring for. They are able to critically think, communicate effectively. They've had holistic liberal arts education. They've had exposure to the Catholic intellectual tradition, which says that faith and reason must work in tandem right. for understanding how our world exists and, and operates. And so these these nurses are smart, capable, and caring people. Right. And so um, absolutely, people know us for nursing. But we also offer a whole array of liberal arts and sciences and professional programs. Business is a very popular uh, major. Psychology is a very popular major. Sociology. We have really the full array of programs. And it's important for our students to, to have that full array because they may come thinking they want to be a nurse and either by choice or by design, they don't end up being a nurse. Right. They've got so many opportunities. And that's okay. You know, if you, okay. If you start yes. out doing something and you're not happy, that's the time to Please. change it. It's okay. Yeah, I tell students during our orientation that um, I ask them, I'm all about engagement, um, and so I ask the students to stand up if they know what they want to major in, and a lot of them stand up. And I say, okay, stay standing. And I say, if you don't know what you want to major, major in, please stand up. And so every, every student is standing. And then I say to them, by national statistics, about half of you are going to change your mind in your first year. And right. that's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. You're not alone. But a lot of people feel like it's a failure if you... Exactly. You know, well, it's not. Yeah. And, and that is especially true at the Mount, in part because um, about 50% of our students are first generation. Okay. And so they understand that their education is not just for themselves. Right. It's for their family, for their community. And there's so much pressure on that. Right. That um, it really makes my heart sad when a student says, I, I don't don't want to do nursing, but I'm going to do nursing because that's what my parents expect me to do. It's, it's a hot job right now. It's a very hot it's job. It's a really good job. <laughs> it's right. a very good job. And at the same time, if you hate it, why right. would you do it? And so we really try to give students space for that exploration. And you understand firsthand because I you, do. you are first generation I as am. well. So you Absolutely. have that drive in you as well. Absolutely. And I, you know, I had the great fortune of meeting with a group of um, high school students just last week who were part of Camp College. And they, the Camp College really gives first generation 
students in high school the opportunity to kind of explore what college is like. And I st- said to them, you know, I'm first generation too. And if I can stand in front of you as a college president, it's amazing. The only limits that exist are the ones that you put on yourself. And so remove those limits, imagine those things, dream those possibilities, and make the most of Your it. Your father must be so proud of you. Oh, he is. Today's his birthday. Oh, happy August birthday. 11th. Happy birthday, Dad. Absolutely. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we do these community um, events here, and we did for Valentine's Day on the Mashalu Avenue corridor. We did a Valentine's event where all like 25 businesses came out, and we did this, you know, like face painting, and up the whole entire street, we have uh, fun for the day for the neighborhood kids. And um, we reached out to the Bridge Program. The Bridge Program is a program of Mount St. Vincent, which I'll let you speak about. Absolutely. We instantly fell in love <laughs> with these students. They were so amazing, um, so helpful, and they really cared, and they really wanted the kids to have a good time. I love the Bridge Program. I want to literally just work with them every day. <laughs> me Can too. you tell us a little bit about that? Because yeah. it's very important for me. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful program that the Mount learned prior to my arrival that this program was going to be closing at MYIT. And um, again, beautifully as the Mount does, we asked, what does our community need? And so when the Mount explored whether or not we could bring this program and these students to our campus, it was a very deliberate discerning of, can we make this be a good experience for these students? So the Bridge Program welcomes college-aged students who have differing intellectual um, abilities or disabilities and who may need a little bit of assistance in learning about how to live independently or how to work independently or how to be successful adults. And so the Bridge Program is a two-year program that can be residential or students can commute. Um, most of them choose to live on campus, which is the best thing ever because our community so embraces them. They really do. And we have about 15 to 20 students per cohort and they are so warmly welcomed into the community. They take, again, life skills classes, they take relationships classes, they learn how to budget, they do internships on campus, they get involved in the community. They are such good citizens of the Mount and a joy, truly a joy. Um, My husband and I have been involved in the community choir, which I can tell you about how you too can get involved with the campus um, (laughs) conservatory community choir. And the first semester that we had the choir, we had a number of bridge students um, in the choir with us. And it was so wonderful. The joy, just the joy is so wonderful. About 60 percent of them are on the autism spectrum right um, but they have differing abilities and one of my favorite bridge students who has now graduated uh, Max shows up at choir and he says hello and it's just the best feeling one of the things that we're working with Max on is time management and being punctual the first semester we, he was in choir choir was 6 to 7 30 he would show up 7 15 hello I'm so <laughs> glad you could be here and by the end when he graduated he was showing up before choir started and it was just a great beautiful testament of the power of believing in and providing opportunity for these students um, again our part of our mission statement talks about being authentically inclusive living yes. those Vincentian and Setonian values of our care for our common humanity human dignity and our obligations to each other and our students live this in, in beautiful ways with the bridge program so for example we have an all-campus student talent show bridge students are participating in the yeah. talent show um, last October our homecoming queen was one of our bridge students oh. and it's just such a again a, another way that we ask how do we help serve the community 
parents are so proud. They participate in graduation just like every other student. I saw pictures. I was like, I don't want them to leave. They have to stay here in Riverdale. (laughs) And our students went wild when they walked across the stage. They were just so happy for these students because they become part of the community. One of our other students who's now graduated from the bridge program um, was an assistant manager for our athletics um, uh, department. And so he would be at every game and he would be so happy to be there and and part of that community as well. So they're just great. They're fantastic. It's just a really fantastic program. Um, And if somebody wants to find out about how they can enroll in the bridge or go on the website, right? Go on our mountstvincent.edu website and you can search for bridge and you'll find all kinds of details and information. And it's really an important experience. And those who live on campus live in some of the best um, residence hall space. They're in our new Aquino Hall named after Corazon Aquino, former president of the Philippines, who was a Mount alum, by the way. Wow, yes. And so those students are so happy to live in that space. Um, Again, we accept commuters in the program as well. Right. And I just, you know, I I love, I just love the bridge program. I also want to shout out the, um, the varsity uh, sports for Christmas. No questions asked. They drove the Mount van over to me and we redirected the toys for the homeless shelters. No questions asked. The guys came. I have a guy who helps me, Kenny. He's on the spectrum. Yes. And Kenny is very bossy when he wants to be. (laughs) And he really, (laughs) really, really dug into those guys and they just took it and they were just so Mm -hmm. nice. And, Uh you know, they were just really, I think it's Coach John. Yes. 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 John Muller. Really, really, really good people. And thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Our students in athletics and in many different student organizations are expected to be members of this community and so they volunteer in all different kinds of ways and the students again they show up they lead in they ask how can they be a part of it annually our students are recognized for doing over 10,000 hours of community service and we're just again so proud of them because many of them are from the community and they want to give back I've seen it firsthand I don't think you know this Um, there was a girl who graduated last year Abby I don't know if you know her from the varsity softball team I'm not sure if I know Abby right off the top of my head. If I saw a picture of her, I'm sorry. Anyway, she brought yeah. that team to uh, the Bronx Burger House, uh, didn't ask nothing, and they stuffed about 10,000 eggs for me for Easter. That's fantastic. That's and what they do. They're like, we just want to help. That's I'm like, what they do. Amazing. Exactly. And I don't think you knew that. So. No, I didn't know that. No. That's great. Our, again, our students see a need, fill a need. And and just what amazing. I need the community to know is that if we don't know needs, we don't we can't help. And right. so letting us know how we can help to be good citizens of the community, um, we're happy to help. It's amazing. Um, my next question, what are you loving about Riverdale, you know, in general? Yeah, it's it's such a great place. What I love about Riverdale, so being in the Midwest um, and in a, I would call small town now that I live here, um, people wouldn't necessarily call Dubuque small town. It's about 60,000 people, which is very small town, right? Right, very small. Um, <laughs> very small town. Um, there wasn't, I mean, there was, it was a great community, great community. But there wasn't a lot of like local kind of small businesses. Like I love in Riverdale, there's all these great local small businesses and and community engagement opportunities. You're doing a great job bringing people together. Thank you. And Thank you so much. asking the question of like how can we how can we help people know what we're doing, but give back to the community. And I love that about Riverdale. Um, Riverdale Main Street Alliance. I love that again. There are organizations that say our our people deserve the recognition for the good work that they're doing and want to give back. And these businesses are important for this community. And so I, I absolutely love that. And it's just a great place. We love, love, love being in Riverdale. 
I also think the one thing about Riverdale, maybe you would agree with this, is like we're so close to the city. We can oh, take absolutely. the subways right there, but then we're near Westchester. We could drive to the mountains it's, if we want. It's just it is so the best of both local. worlds. Exactly, exactly. And our students, we talk about for our students that the city is the classroom, and and we really mean that, and not just Manhattan. We we mean the city is their classroom, right? And the the location of having those again seventy acres, that beautiful campus, that safe safe space, but also access to the Absolutely. city is fantastic for our students. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I love, I used to love when I went there, the shuttle. There's a shuttle from 242nd. Yes. yes. That helped me so much with those art projects. <laughs> I'm sure. We actually, so for the for us at the Mount, affordability and accessibility are absolute priority. So all of our undergraduates, all of our undergraduates um, receive some kind of, of institutional aid and scholarships. And we asked the question again, how can we make sure that they are able to access this education? So we have um, the shuttle that runs to one train. But we also have a shuttle, these beautifully branded, beautifully branded um, yes. Go buses. Dolphins. Go Dolphins, absolutely. That goes across the Bronx, picking up students and employees at different metro stops just to make sure that they can get there. And it's at no cost to them. Yeah, so, that's a real big, people don't realize that's such a help to people because, you know, it's it's tough commuting. across with, the Bronx is not an tough. easy it's thing. Not easy. It's, it's not an easy thing. And we know that they have, the students have a will and desire. We just want to give them the opportunity. So where do you like to go, Dr. Burns, in Riverdale? Which businesses would you like to shout out? I first would like to shout out that uh, we were talking about this before. My husband and I love going to the Burger House, uh, Bronx Burger House. We went there for our 27th wedding anniversary. And you didn't tell me until after. I was so (laughs) upset. I was like, I would have brought cake and sparklers and everything. We're we're pretty low key, but we love, uh, we honestly love the Bronx Burger House because it's good food and the atmosphere is just great. The minute I see you, I'm like, all right, start the nachos. (laughs) <laughs> I may be a little predictable in what I get. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> don't fix it, exactly. We love um, all kinds of, again, the the small businesses that are specific and unique to the Riverdale area. And we love, the, again, the, just the entrepreneurial nature of people in this area are like, we're going to do it. And so we love love our coffee shops. So we love going to Shiza right. on Riverdale. Beautiful, and beautiful we space. We love going to Shiza. We love going to Early Bird. We love going to all these different restaurants. Of course, we've got to get some carrot cake uh oh. Lloyd's we've got to of course get some carrot cake. like when you first took a bite out of oh Lloyd's my goodness cake. gracious I was like I've never <laughs> eaten carrot cake in my entire life I don't t- like carrot cake only Lloyd's really I don't oh. I don't like it but I love Lloyd's carrot cake oh no it's the best the best <laughs> I, what have I been missing my entire I, my life? entire life one other business that I'd love to call out that we we share um space with is Riverdale Children's Theater and so Riverdale Children's Theater is on campus um doing productions with youth uh year round year round and so this summer they've had all kinds of camps and activities and stuff like that if you've never seen a production of Riverdale Children's Theater on campus come to it they're so much fun they do such a great job too and I, I saw like a few ads for that yes yeah. you should go and reasonably priced and okay. quality quality performances and support the local youth you exactly know? these kids are so talented our kids my husband and my kids um, grew up doing music and theater and um, so it's kind of reminiscent of our, our kids youth and so we love going to their productions right now it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun it's, it's definitely fun. a lot of fun yeah. now why are you so involved in the community like you I, you know we 
I go to engagements, I see you there. Yeah. You don't have to, like, you know, why are you so passionate about the Bronx? I feel like wherever you are, you want to make it the best that it can possibly be. Absolutely. So before my husband and I moved to um, to the Bronx, we had to um, try to better know the space and place that we were going to. And one of the things that we did was we picked up this tourism guide that had okay. descriptions of each of the five boroughs. And when we got to the Bronx section, um, it didn't say exactly this, but it said something similar to this. Don't go to the Bronx. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the poorest. It's the highest crime. It's the worst space place ever. Don't go. And my husband, who had never even been to the state of New York at that point, said to me, what have you done? <laughs> and I said, you've seen the pictures. You know what it's like. We, you know we're going to a beautiful space and place. And what I feel like I part of my calling is, is one, to let the community know we're here. The Mount is here and we're right. doing so very well. But two, to better understand what the community needs, to be a part of that. And so as I met with um, the Bronx Economic Development Corporation recently and Bronx Tourism Council, I said, you know, again, they're working to build the Bronx as a global destination. And I want us to be a part of that. I want us to be a part of this renaissance that Bronx is There is definitely for. a renaissance it's going. It's so exciting exciting and so I just want to be really a part of that and it's important for the community to know that I show up and I want to I want to be a part of it and it's important for the mount to know that I show up as well no you do and I and that's one thing I love I absolutely love thank you you know we were at a Bronx Chamber of Commerce yes I'm like oh my gosh it's Dr. Burns it was across (laughs) the table I was like I wanted to run to you I love it Um, I love it so what is coming up for the College of Mount St. Vincent this year oh so many things we're about to start oh so many things classes start sooner than I'm ready but I'm ready to have the students back on campus so many wonderful things and some of which I can talk about some of which you have to stay tuned for because we'll make announcements in the near future. But we are fully launching and embracing our Center for Leadership, which is a leadership development experience for all of our Mount students. Stay tuned. You'll be invited to come talk to our students as a leader of this community. And so we're working really hard to prepare for them in that space and place. We have launched a conservatory on campus that has a community school too. So if you want to take voice lessons or instrument lessons, you are welcome to come to campus to take lessons. And it's really a a great experience. We're not having a full academic music program, but students can get involved in ensembles. They can take lessons on campus. They can be involved in different kind of performances or productions. And we just, another shout out, um, we just signed an agreement with the Bronx Arts Ensemble to have them in residence on our campus to provide this opportunity for our students as well. So the conservatory, stay tuned for that as well. We are looking forward to welcoming a, a very very talented and um, good number of new coming, incoming freshman students and transfer students and graduate students. We've got some um, closing of the celebrations of the 175th that recognize the history of the institution. But again, stay tuned. We've got some big announcements coming out so this exciting. year. So we're looking to the future as well. So Now, if like a high school junior or senior, they want to come, they want to see the Mount, can they schedule? Absolutely. To Go come? to the website, okay. mountstvincent.edu, and you can see an opportunity to schedule a tour and come see the campus and please please come see the campus because you know finding the right fit for you as a student is really important some students want to be a number they don't want to be known the mount is not the place for you it's not (laughs) you feel like it's a family it is a family and some students want to be part of a family and so please come and visit us 
Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. So I really want to thank you for taking the time. You're very busy. This is such a pleasure. Very busy really woman. Sincere. You as well. You as well. <laughs> Not as busy as you. No. So thank you so much for taking the time. A special thank you to KRVC here at 505 West 236 for allowing us to open the community space to the community to hear their voices and their stories. Please uh, visit and learn more about College of Mount St. Vincent. It is an amazing uh, local institution here in Riverdale. And thank you once again to Dr. Burns. My pleasure. Thank we'll you see so you much, ne- We'll see you next time. Thank you. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.